0: As always, the Real Health Real Talk podcast is strictly for informational and entertainment purposes only. And I've said this so many times, but all your body really wants is to be respected and treated like a friend. You and your body should work harmoniously, intertwining together. Hello guys, welcome back to the Real Health Real Talk Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Ebony May. And today we're going to be talking about appetite-suppressing supplements or anorectic supplements. But before we do that, as always, it's time for my first segment, the Real Recap. So, I'm really excited because today, actually, I came back to Geelong, um... If you live in Victoria, you know that things have been eased slightly, and this is where my work is in Geelong, and this is where my house is in Geelong, um, so I was really excited to come back and get settled back in. First thing I did after I settled back in was go and get an acai bowl because I'm obsessed with acai bowls, um, and yeah, so it's been really nice to be home. I've just been sitting down doing a few things at my desk, and just so nice to have my own space, and it was really lovely in isolation being with my parents. I went home before lockdown even started. And I was there for the whole time, um, apart from coming back to get a few more things because I didn't have very much. But it really was an experience that I think that I needed. And although, yes, it was very tragic, everything that is still happening, um, it was really time and space for me that I really needed. So that's been my week, I guess, coming Preparing to come back into sort of like a bit of a more normal circumstance, but and yet leaving my family, which was a little bit sad, but looking forward to seeing them well when restrictions have eased um, and things that go back a little bit more to normal, then being able to see them more frequently um, on weekends and things like that. And also excited to see a lot more of my friends and stuff, but obviously that's still to come. But this week has been very much so planning for nourishing brunch and planning to get back to Geelong, which I am right now. So let's get into the episode. So I am in a forum on Facebook and it's fitness based and a lot of girls just comment questions or recommendations. And the other day I saw something that made me really upset and it was a girl and she looks like a very young girl, like I don't know, I just looked at her profile picture Um, and she was asking for a recommendation on appetite suppressing supplements and this just made me really, really upset. And like all of lots of girls were flooding her with all these recommendations of pills that she should be taking to suppress her appetite. And when I was researching about this topic, I always research every topic heavily. Um, and appetite suppressing supplements aren't really something that we covered very much in my course. It just, yeah, it, it wasn't something that we covered. We did look at. Treatment of obesity and obviously drastic measures like um, even surgery. Of course, medication is taken because obesity is so dangerous um, and it is a real increase in um, health issues. I don't disregard the fact that those interventions are necessary for obesity, but this girl definitely was not obese. So it's something that I want to look at. In my opinion, should you be using appetite suppressing supplements if you're not obese? No, should you be using them without the guidance of a physician? No, I really really don't think so. And although this is just my opinion, this is my opinion. <laughs> um, so it may be really sad to see that. Um, so when I was researching, it was, I was looking I was even searching into, um, into Google. like obviously I read articles and stuff, but I also like to see if somebody just did a quick Google search what comes up. And even when I was searching dangers of appetite suppressing supplements, it was coming up with ads and and um, products to buy that were appetite-suppressing. So it's so easy to get a hold of them. They are at um, chemists. So you don't need a prescription. Obviously, there are types of appetite suppressors that you do need a prescription for, but a lot of them you don't. You can buy online or you can go in the store and buy them straight away and start taking them. Um, and to me, that's a worry because you don't need the guidance of a physician to do that. Um, and yes, there are directions on the bottle, but I really just don't think that is enough. When I was Googling and searching and looking, there was... Um, many different types that popped up. Some are more popular than others. I stumbled across a review um, that a doctor did on on appetite suppressing supplements as a whole. So it was an English physician, Dr. Louisa Drapper, and she stated in her review, appetite suppressants can reduce your appetite and make you feel full. However, they can have dangerous side effects. So she went went, um, in her review and said that there's really not that much evidence saying that this is going to be a positive thing for you and you might lose weight, like you might stop eating as much and you might have a lower appetite, but they're all mites, And the other might in that sentence is the fact that they will might have dangerous side effects. And to me, I just don't know why people would risk it. And obviously, I need to acknowledge that I'm coming from a place of privilege, privilege because I've never been seriously overweight, and I can imagine that if this was a major, major concern for you, that you would be wanting to take that risk, or you might be wanting to take that risk. Um, but that's what I wanted to state there. I really just don't think that they're a necessary thing, um, and it just makes me upset when girls are so unhappy in their body. Not that they want to make a change. I. Obviously, I want to make changes in my body still. I have different physique goals. I have different health goals. I have new goals all the time. But I think that the way that you try to obtain your goals says a lot about you and says a lot about the current state that you're in. So our body is actually meant to work harmoniously. We have systems and mechanisms and hormones in place for every single thing that happens in our body, including allowing us to feel hungry when we need food and allowing us to feel full when we are full. So our hormone leptin regulates appetite and lets us know when we are full. It's produced by the fat cells. And this is where a lot of confusion was like a few years ago when um, scientists just thought more fat equals more leptin, which means less hunger, um, which means, I guess, eating less and then weight loss. So but what they found was that in obese people who obviously have more fat, more fat cells and then producing more leptin, they actually became resistant to to leptin so and then that's what I was saying at the start like obviously there are interventions that cater for these sorts of things and if somebody was resistant to leptin and they actually can't tell when they're full then perhaps appetite suppressing supplements might be something that it would be a path to going to to go down with a physician and it would be acknowledged and it would be introduced by a physician. But it's not just for us to go to the chemist and buy any sort of appetite suppressing supplement and then expect us to lose a lot of weight. Like, I just don't think that that's, I think there's a place for everything in terms of medicine and westernized medicine. And I will never say that nutrition can heal everything, but I think that we need to come from reasonable measures before we start looking down that route but this was actually disproved it was a study on mice where they found there was mice and they had an actual genetic um, disorder where they could not produce leptin and when they did produce leptin into when they did sorry inject leptin into those mice who couldn't produce leptin they lost weight but then if you just took an overweight mouse without the genetic disorder of not being able to produce leptin and injected more leptin into them they didn't lose weight. And that's because that's where that resistant resistance comes from. But if we're constantly, constantly, constantly overeating, we are going to keep gaining fat and we are going to keep, um, we are going to risk becoming resistant to leptin. And then once that happens, you are no longer going to be responsive to leptin. And that's sort of when you have to go down that other track and go and see doctors and things like that. But we do most of us, or those who, those of us who don't have a condition or who aren't non-receptive to leptin, we have this ability. Okay, so if we are if we are producing leptin, then this is what it comes down to. It comes down to respecting those cues in your body. One aspect of this is the type of food that you're eating, because you might say to me, Ebony, that doesn't make sense because I could eat like three McDonald's meals, and I only feel full after the third one. When we look at the biochemical processes and systems within our body, all of these were made for our bodies when, when we were first evolving. So there wasn't McDonald's around. There we were eating whole foods, fruits, vegetables, lean protein, um, and whole grains. We weren't going and getting McDonald's. The type of food actually affects how full you're feeling. Um, So in our stomach, we do have stretch receptors, and that's gauging the volume. And we also have density receptors, and they determine the caloric density. In our stomach, if we have 500 calories of natural plant foods, that will fill our stomach. So our density receptors and our stretch receptors will send a message to our brain to let us know that we are full, and we will stop eating. When it comes to processed and refined foods, 500 calories of processed and refined foods takes up far less room. So the brain does not get the message that we are full because the stretch receptors have not gauged that we are full because the stomach isn't full. It's simply a higher caloric density but a lower volume. So if you have a diet that is full of processed and refined foods and you find that you cannot get full... That's because it's so refined and so low in volume that it's not actually actually triggering our stretch receptors. But you very well may be eating well over your energy requirements. You're just not feeling full because of the type of food. And these are the things that we need to start working on. Because if your natural response from eating lots of McDonald's and you can't get full and you can't get full, well, going and getting a appetite suppressing supplement yes you might be able to feel fuller faster but are we really addressing the issue that your body is hungry for nutrients and all you're feeding it is empty calories no to me suppressing your appetite with a pill is such a band-aid approach and we need to come back to sustainability do you want to be taking pills your whole life so if you're eating nutrient-dense foods nutrient dense whole foods and you still feel the need to suppress your appetite here are two things that you might need to consider. One, if you're trying to do this um, and you're counting your macros and you have it, you're in a calorie deficit, and you're eating that calorie deficit, and you're not going over, and you're eating whole, like all mostly, predominantly whole uh, foods, fruits and vegetables. So you're eating that amount to the macros that you've been assigned, but you're still feeling super hungry. If you're still feeling super hungry, you're probably eating too far under your energy requirement no not know that's probably an unpopular opinion and I don't count macros and I have nothing against people who do. But if you're telling me that you're eating nutrient-dense foods, you're keeping up with your water and you're eating the amount of calories that you've been recommended, but you're still feeling like ravenous at the end of the day, supplements are not the answer. You need to increase increase your intake. And then the second thing to consider is are you actually hungry in the first place or are you eating for other reasons? So I did an episode on um, stress and appetite, stress and food and it actually did so well and I think because it really resonated with a lot of people, appetite suppressing supplements are not going to stop you from getting off the couch and eating while you're watching TV out of a jar of Nutella or eating a bag of chips. Eating mindlessly and eating for reasons other than hunger is nothing to do with your appetite and it's just so cruel to put these pills into your body and expect you to stop eating in the way that you're eating if this if you're eating um and it's based on emotion or it's based out of boredom your appetite has no leg to stand on it can't prevent that because the only thing that your appetite is responsible for is letting you know if you're hungry or full so if you're eating for different reasons other than being hungry this is a completely different topic. So if you've been considering taking appetite-suppressing supplements, you need to ask yourself those questions. Are you eating a bunch of refined foods and never being able to feel full? Or are you eating whole, mostly whole foods but just not eating enough? Or are you thinking that it's your appetite's fault when really you're eating when you're not hungry? My goal is is to help people strip back and get back to the basics. Honestly, nutrition is an ever-evolving industry. But more often than not, we revert back to how we were functioning years and years and years ago as cavemen and women. Because those days, we didn't have the type of lifestyle disease that we have now. And there is always more to the fact than we think. And these problems are occurring because of all of these new and westernised approaches and resources and the fact that we have accessibility to really high calorically dense foods with minimal effort. So to me, when we know that it's this westernised lifestyle that is actually causing these issues, to then go and sort out a solution from the same place as in a suppressing supplement, like an appetite suppressing supplement, It doesn't make sense. If it's part of the problem, it's probably not part of the answer. Getting back to the basics, eating whole nutrient-dense foods, and of course, sprinkling in your treats and the things that you love, is all that I will come back to. I really hope that this was some food for thought for you guys, if you are considering taking Um, suppressing supplements of any kind or any sort of supplement that's intervening with our natural course our body's natural course and our body's systems and things that it already has in place. I think that the most beautiful thing is to just let your body do its thing and try and live harmoniously with your body. And I've said this so many times, but all your body really wants is to be respected and treated like a friend. You and your body should work harmoniously, intertwining together and achieve this really successful lifestyle, whatever that means to you, whatever living a healthy lifestyle means to you, whatever real health means to you. To me, I would like to do that from a point of respect for my body and anything that's coming up, whether it is overeating, whether it is acne, whether it is excess weight, I choose to look deeper and I choose to try and treat the cause instead of treating the symptoms and instead of using Band-Aid approaches. Thank you so much for listening, guys. I will speak to you in the next episode. Until then, I wish you happiness and real health.